G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for our Christmas special, in fact. Weekend of uh, December the 24th and of course the 26th, Boxing Day. Very rare day off for racing participants on Sunday for Christmas. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, uh, Dan, there's... uh, Brisbane Carnival starting to uh, warm up, and there's another intriguing two-year-old race, the Group 3 Bruce McLaughlin. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the the divisions of the two-year-olds a couple of weeks ago uh, threw up some uh, some good horses in terms of Godfather, and um, then look, I think the Snowdens have a good hand in this one again with a, with an unraced horse called Godzilla, but look, this... This BJ McLaughlin certainly shapes us to me the most intri- intriguing two-year-old clash leading into the Magic Millions, uh, just because you got the unbeaten Miss Cooter, who's won her two races by a bit of a space, and um, some form from good form from the Gay Wardhouse Bot Stable and the novelist from Kembla Grange, as well as a, a, uh, a Tony Gollan filly by the name of Mighty. So really shapes us as an intriguing clash, that one, the BJ McLaughlin, but um, later in the day, a really open race in the Falvalon. And the burn played over the sixteen hundred metres. So, like like the last few weeks, um, some really good betting affairs and some really um, look some things we're obviously going to learn on Saturday. Speaking of the Magic Millions Classic, Joel, uh, there's a few good two year olds on their way to that, stepping out in Sydney on Saturday, including uh, Godfather, who Dan just mentioned. Then, yeah, indeed, we've got the the top two in the betting for the Magic Millions, lining up with uh, Empire of Japan, the Breeders' Plate winner, and Platinum Jubilee, the Gym Crack winner. Uh, both kicking off over the 1100 at Randwick in the opener, and as you mentioned, Godfather, who was impressive on debut up in Queensland, Ben Mallon has gone up to ride him. So, yeah, there's going to be some real um, race, uh, some market-shaping races for the Magic Millions on Saturday, and it'll be intriguing to see how those two come back because obviously the breeders and the gym crack were run on a heavy track and both of them looked outstanding as they sort of flashed home from the back and overran their rivals it could be different on dry ground on saturday i guess we'll get to see just how good they really are but certainly that looks to be one of the highlights on the randwick program all right well the black type on saturday is in brisbane and we will head up there now to begin our previews uh, and the first of the races is the race we were just talking about. The first of the black type races is the race we were talking about. Race five at Doomben on Saturday is the Magic Millions BJ McLaughlin Stakes, 1200 metre group three set weights for two year olds. Dan, uh, are you with the only first starter in the field in Godzilla? Uh, I've got her in the number. I've got him, sorry, um, him in the numbers, but I've got the Philly, the unbeaten Philly, Miss Cooter, on top. Hard to knock her, really. The two wins at Eagle Farm and Doombin, come by a collective margin of 12 and a half lengths. Um, she was dominant in those. Not sure she beat a whole heap in those, but the, the winning margin was obviously very impressive. Um, she wins by seven and a half lengths and ran good time on debut and then do it again on a wet track. And her next start by uh, five, got just over five lengths. She's obviously a filly with plenty of promise. Comes back in. Craig Williams comes up to ride her and... Uh, Deserves to be favourite in the field. She's on top for me. I will have something small on Godzilla at, a, at the sort of each way price, of course, the best stable two-year-olds in the country. For mine, I think, are the Snowdens. A um, couple of decent trials leading in. 
um, by Godzilla in Sydney. Um, and yeah, I think certainly worth an each way bet in this works. The four is in the in the game as well. Had no luck in the field and ready behind God. Farley just was a horror watch if you're on him. Uh, could not get a crack at them until really late. And but Grant owned some pretty good splits. And I've got the novelist in for uh, in for fourth. Colt by written by comes out of a Kepler Grange maiden led and uh, far too good for them up on the speed there. So he looks well above average as Colt and uh, he's a winning hope as well. But yeah, good race. But with the favourite six. Five, four, and three. Alrighty, across to race seven at Doombin on Saturday, Ladbrokes Burnborough Plate, sixteen hundred metre listed event at set weights and penalties. With the ten, Grande Remore, who was very good over thirteen hundred metres last start, he got a, she got a long way back there. Drew wide, it's a little back into to last, and but wasn't a winning hope on the turn, but um, really charged home nicely into fourth. It just missed the placings there. The extra ground certainly looks um, ideal for her. She hasn't won over the mile, but she's got four placings from five starts, and um, I think this extra ground here looks suitable. Back in grades slightly, this is an easier race to what she saw last start, and I think we set a little bit closer from a better draw this time around. Smaller field as well. It should be hard to hold out the 10, so with her... Got the one in next London Banker, also quite versatile. We've seen him win over 2,400 metres, a Group 3 race in the winter. Um, just need the run first up over the sort of sprint trip, but up to the mile, last start at Doombin. Had the nice run just off the speed, and too good for him there. He's a winning machine. He's won 10 from 31, and obviously a couple of wins over this mile. So even though he's a horse that we'll probably see over a little bit further, this preparation... Um, I think he can run well again over the mile. Two in next Skyman contested that Ingham, that Rich Ingham race last start and just got too far back, but wasn't, you know, finished 16th to 20, but wasn't all that far from the, the winner. See a wide draw there. Set a little bit closer this time in, and um, he's, this is a preferred trip, the mile is for the two. And in for fourth, I got the three Arameo, who was um, really good at the Ingham running fourth there. Set a little bit close, set a much closer than Skyman did in the run, but it was a good run. He's building fitness and here third up uh, over a, over this trip, which is um, like Skyman is sort of preferred distance for him. He's a winning chance as well. But I thought 10 was a good pro, was, was over the odds. 10 1, 2 3. And the last of the black type at Doombin on Saturday, race 8, Magic Millions Falvalon, 1200 metre listed quality handicap. A yeah, very open race. I'm going to be with. The, the two though the classy sprinter King of, Spar- uh, King of Sparta of course it goes well fresh and he's won the two trials leading into this I think from a good draw he'll get every chance in the run shooting for gold in next uh, just missed out in the bribery last start couldn't run down sneaky five but it was a good run from a spell he's three for five second up and um, just loves his doom track three wins and a second from four starts Blondo I've got in the numbers as well I think the one might be over the odds Bitter now three run, uh, two runs back from a spell. Sort of warmed up late and was good behind Emerald Kingdom last start. And in for fourth, um, I've got the six Zethus last start winner in Sydney. I think Direct and Garibaldi were throwing into the quaddy as well. But two, seven, four, six, my top four. Okay, your specials, your uh, value bet was, we've heard about that, was race seven, number 10, Grande Remore. Uh, what about your best comes up early in the card? Greek Hero in race two 
is the one to beat. Deserves to be favourite, but I thought the twelve outback gladiator was a, a big a, a big chance and would come up a bit at bigger price than I thought he would. I think down to fifty two kilos. Um, I think he's quite well placed in this, considering he's run some pretty good races. His preparation in the little dance in Sydney, obviously a tougher a tougher contest to what he sees here. He won the um, so he ran well without winning in the Lismore Cup, but just a horse that. Been up for some time and has gone close without winning. I think this is the right uh, sort of race for him, 52 kilos on his back. Um, sort of be there and, yeah, thought it was a good good bet in race two, race two, number 12. Joel, thoughts on Durban? Uh, yeah, the two-year-old race, I am hoping the overs got quite busy because I had a little something on works uh, in the nominations market on Monday. He went up 51 and 10, and I thought that was uh, a bit silly. I see he's into $10 now, so well, well no, doubt it'll run. <laughs> no doubt it'll run a nice fourth. But, um, yeah, I, I quite liked his debut. I thought he should have run second. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm already on him. I like Arameo in the Burnborough. Um, it hasn't won for over 800 days. That's the obvious knock, but... Uh, you know, he is a talent. We saw him a little further than 12 months back running second to Zaki and placing in an Epsom. He didn't come up last prep, but both of his runs for Sam Kavanagh have been very good, and I think he's ready to win. And I thought shooting for gold and Zathus were the two in the Felvalon. Shooting for gold, very good first up. It usually does improve with the run, so he'll be hard to hold out. And Zathus for James Cummings, who's won this race the last three years to get a horse uh, into the Magic Moons through a wild card with uh, here in a couple of times an Isaurian, so you'd have to think that Zathus would be nicely wound up for a, a good run in that race. Alrighty, uh, Melbourne and Sydney saving their black type races for Monday, but we'll have a quick look at the Saturday cards. The Melbourne one is at the Valley. What did you find for us there, John? Yeah, this is not uh, one of the better meetings I've seen in a, in a while, and I, I won't be playing too much. Uh, I'll be having something small on my value bet each way, race two, number six, Sigourney. Uh, this is a reliable man, uh, mare. She's lightly raced. She showed a bit last prep, came over from New Zealand, won a maiden at sale, and then finished runner-up at Sandown before striking a very heavy track and, and getting spaced. Uh, I thought the first up run at Geelong was okay, never really in the race, got well back, and Ended up finishing midfield behind Harvin, who's won again since. Uh, she may still be a run short, but, um, yeah, she's going to be good odds, and I'll have something each way on her. And I've made my best the nephew in race five, number nine. Hit the line like a coming winner at Pakenham the other day, went second behind Aaron Bay. Step up in distance suits. The only question mark is the lack of speed in this race. There's not much in it. Vegas Knight should control things up front, and... For that reason, I've got him in for second as the danger, but uh, if he can get the breaks, I think the nephew will be hard to beat. Dan? Yeah, made my best uh, race three, number eight, red card. She just keeps winning this filly. She has so much speed out of the barriers, and even though there is a bit of pace in this, I think she uh, kicks up from barrier four, leads them, and will be hard to beat. Her win at the Valley two back was outstanding and beat the uh, smart Doucet last start at Packenham. Um, there quite convincingly as well. So red card on uh, the best for me, race three, number eight. The value comes up in the last with the horse who's first up in the form of Blood Oath. Uh, really liked his two jump outs uh, leading into this. Horse that can come to hand fresh. 
um, will need a little bit of luck from the, the wide draw. It's a claim to offset the big weight, but pretty classy horse and was running well and uh, winning better races in this last preparation. So with luck from the draw, he's back up some good jump outs, Blood Oath, and um, uh, over the odds I thought in the last race nine, number one. Uh, yeah, my value bid is actually your second selection in that race, which is number 14, Social Conscience. Only comes out of a benchmark 58, but uh, has really been thriving since a freshen up. Uh, was a one and a half length third to She Dances uh, two starts ago, and has won either side of that. She Dances obviously has franked that form. So that's race nine, number 14, Social Conscious and Conscience. And speaking of franked form, my best race eight, number four, and that is Wertheimer, who um, two starts back ran a about one and a half length fourth in the Bendigo Cup behind the subsequent Melbourne Cup place getter, High Emotion, and uh, had a bit of a gap into the next run, which was in the Werribee Cup, back to 2,000 metres, another good run. And back up to 2,500, the uh, Kiwi-bred son of Tavistock should be just about ready to break through. Uh, Randwick, Royal Randwick, is the venue for Christmas Eve racing in Sydney. What did you like uh, there, Joel? As we mentioned, there's a very interesting two-year-old race, but uh, I'm assuming that uh, your best is, you know, your best comes up a bit later on the program. Yeah, I'm waiting until later in the card. Um, I'll be having something on uh, my winning post, Ruffy, each way, race three, number 10, into summertime. I think she can run well. But later in the day for my best, uh, my value is race eight, number five, billion dollar baby. It's come up around $10. I think that's a good play each way. She resumed off a bleeding ban with a pretty good effort at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. She just couldn't get clear when she needed to, uh, but she found the line well in the last 100 metres, went third behind Iona Merck. She's... The pretty honest mare of this. She's not three from seven. I don't think we've seen the best of her, and hopefully um, we do get to see the best of her. You just uh, you cross your fingers all the time with um, with these bleeders, but she's a a, a well-related mare. I am invincible out of Shrikandi, so they can um, you know build towards perhaps some black types. She'll be worth a fair bit, and I think she's got that sort of upside about her, so happy to play her each way, and my best bet comes up in race nine. I think he's ready to win. Uh, the Godolphin runner Kanazawa. He said two runs back. Did enough first up, then the race didn't really pan out. And then next time out was held up at a key stage, got out late and found the line nicely for third behind Democracy Manifest. I think that form will be good. He gets two kilos off again for Zach Lloyd, and third up just looks ready to win. Yeah, my best is uh, that horse Joel reference just then. Democracy Manifest, the six in race seven. Uh, look at one first up and then a string of minor placings before the last start win at Randwick. Got back, uh, reeled off some really nice late splits to win quite well. Gives every impression that the rise of 1,600 metres will be right up his alley after a couple of fast finishing efforts of 1,400 metres at his past two. Um, looks a horse that um, look very consistent and just working his way through the grades. Think he'll win some good races in time and continue the uh, the winning form. Democracy manifests the best. Race 7, number 6. The value comes up in the race prior. With the 12, awesome wonder. The Galileo mare, 15.5 kilos after the claim. I think she's ticking along quite nicely, this preparation, sort of improving with each run. Um, kept closing nicely at the end of 2,400 metres. Last start, it's that trip again. This isn't much harder. 
to what she saw last start. And I think um, that extra run under her belt and with the, the drop to 50 and a half kilos, she'll be hard to hold out. Race six, number 12. In South Australia on Christmas Eve, we are heading for the wide open expanses of Murray Bridge. What did you like there, Dan? Yeah, the best for Murray Bridge comes up in we race. No, we've got the last two races. Sorry, no, not once. Mistake. Uh, best on the card comes up in race in the race number nine with the Creamer horse from the uh, Michael Hickmont stable. Going pretty well, this preparation. I think finds a really nice race here, second up. She sort of was warming up late at the end of 1,400 metres last start. Um, the, the bigger track of Murray Bridge will certainly suit her. She'll get back from that wide draw, give away a bit of a start, but I think we'll be doing her best work late. She looks to be a mare with a bit of upside, uh, is La Crema. So she's the best of the day. Race nine, number five. The value comes up at race four with the 12, Seattle Grace. Now, she is uh, second up as well here, and she's got too far out of ground. It's just Albin last start, but again, she sort of, like LaCreme, was doing her best work late. She's ideally suited by the rise in trip, and this looks to be a pretty weak uh, maid in this one, so she looks the one with a bit of upside. A few of these, uh, you know, it's a race with a long tail, um, I thought, and we've only maybe one or two winning chances. I thought she was one of them, and uh, from a better draw this time around, can hopefully settle a bit closer, and... Um, be hard to beat. Race four, number 12. All righty. Uh, there is a little bit of black type at Ascot in Perth on Saturday. We're uh, building towards now the Perth Cup on New Year's Day, Sunday week, and uh, chance last chance for a few to get in in uh, race eight on Saturday, the ATA Stakes. Listed event over 2,200 metres. And uh, our Perth man, Greg Hooper, is with truly inspired to beat Nerf Bosk, Cockney Crew, and the former Victorian Kulf. That is 10, 1, 5, and 8. Hoops is best, race 5, number 2, My Marilena. And his value bet, race 3, number 4, Premium Choice. Uh, Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, are we doing Hawara? Uh, you may as well cover both days right now because we'll get uh we'll we'll follow up by uh getting into the black type on monday in melbourne and sydney so uh just tell us what's happening over the weekend in new zealand yeah right we've already got one meeting on saturday um was supposed to be at new plymouth but um some uh vandals got to the track and made a mess of it so they've moved that meeting to uh hara and uh yeah just the one meeting uh, my best bet comes up in race two, and it's number nine, Sticks, from the Andrew Forsman yard. Good debut, hit the line nicely, then struck a very heavy track next time out, just didn't finish off. Uh, should be drier than that, may not necessarily be a good track, but shouldn't be on a bog, and just expecting her to bounce back if she can just run up to that first up run. Uh, she should be hard to beat, and my best value is the first starter, race four, number 13, Chevelle Dior. Uh, Well-related Philly by El Manzor has trialled twice and has looked really good on both occasions. So I expect her to run well on debut. And where uh, the rest of the New Zealand action takes place on Boxing Day, I think there's a couple of three meetings in New Zealand. But the action is at Pukekohe, of course. Ellerslie is out of action at the moment. So um, other venues are picking up their big Christmas time action. And we have got a Group 
one. There's a Beal Classic. Uh, Polly Gray's gone back over, interestingly. Um, don't think it's going to be a wet track there on Boxing Day, so that's probably going to play against her. I've got her in the numbers, though. I'll put Pre Defer on top. He got his Group 1 win last time out, and if he can run out the 2,000, I think he will. Uh, he'll be pretty hard to beat. That's in race nine. My best for the Booker Coe meeting comes up in race four, sticking with Savanoski. He got the job done a couple of weeks ago when resuming from a spell at this venue. He led, he gave a good kick and won easily. This is a bit tougher, but I think he's gone an upward spiral. Um, hasn't run a bad race in his career today, and he's going to give you a great run for your money. He's got a good racing pattern, putting himself on speed. And my value bet, well, we're going to stick with Davici Bell. She won on debut, and then a couple of weeks ago, it was a horror watch. She was going for the inside run, got shut out. I'm sure she would have finished in the placings. That was the race won by Wild Knight, who's going to be a pretty warm favourite here. And what's a, a, an open race, Wild Knight's got the 59 to carry. Davici Bell, 55, that will help. And, yeah, I think there'll be too much of a discrepancy in prices there, so we'll go again with Davici Bell each way. Alrighty, that wraps up Christmas Eve. We head across to Boxing Day on Monday and the action in Melbourne on Boxing Day is usually at Caulfield. It's closed, so we head to Ladbrokes Park. Sandown Hillside for the Lord Stakes and the Christmas Stakes. Time honoured. Race 4, Ladbrokes Lord Stakes. 1,700 metre handicap at listed level, Joel. Yeah, and there's going to be a pretty warm favourite here in Nugget. Uh, number one, he's got 60 kilos, so giving a bit of weight away to all of his rivals, but this looks the right progression for him. He's won a couple of benchmark 88s up in New South Wales with big weights, um, so the weight's not going to worry him. I think he'll be too good. I've got right you are in as the danger. He's also in at Mini Valley on Saturday. Uh, Life Lessons won very easily last time out. This, that was only a mare's 78, but she looks to have a bright future and black sail in the third. So I've made it one four seven three. And race seven at uh, Caulfield on Monday. So actually, sorry, Dan, because I, I, you weren't in the grid, I didn't realise you'd actually done the form for this meeting. Uh, you have, I take it. So tell us about uh, what you what you like you with Nugget as well. Lessons actually, I really liked her last start win. It was uh, yeah, sand down this track. Phillies and Mares benchmark seventy eight. I thought there were some pretty uh, some nice horses finishing in behind her, and she was quite dominant. So Nugget probably deserves to be favourite, but Life Lessons on top for me. I got Nugget in a second. Sosie Bond and uh, C Marie, who's also down a run Saturday as well. Numbers so seven on top, one, uh, two, and five. And race seven at Sandown on Sunday is the Nick Johnston Real Estate Christmas Stakes, 1,100 metre listed handicap, Joel. Yeah, I've got Andermatt on top. He's come up short, $2.30. I uh, don't know if I want to step into that, but he was four from four first up, and then he was backed heavily to beat Eduardo in the Concord first up um, back in September and didn't, didn't threaten a heavy nine track and... It was probably he was you know he was up a fair bit in class and then he went to the shorts and drew thirteen of thirteen had a tough run and failed to flatter they pulled up stumps there he's back here first up um, he will be hard to beat but yeah he's a touch short jigsaw's flying he's going to give them plenty to catch hell awesome class runner got a big weight but he can be competitive and Ashford Street got his win on the board last week and well deserved because he's been racing pretty consistently. 
that he's some sort of a chance as well. And Rose Court didn't have much go right at Flemington last week. She's some hope as well, but uh, I have got a 3-2-1-4. Yeah, I went three on top as well. <clears throat> um, yeah, probably short enough, but look, outstanding fresh horses, Andermatt. Um, and look, I think he's too good for this field. I've got the five and next, Felicia. Was with her first up, pretty keen on her. And she sat handy. She was all, she was okay. She wasn't beaten too far, but look, others were better in the race. Um, I think can improve second up. Do say uh, promising filly. She drops from sixty to fifty four for this, and Rose Quartz in for fourth. Three, five, nine, and eight. All right. Uh, and anything else you need to tell us about for uh, Sandown on Monday? You first, Joel. Uh, my value bet is Lloyd's Crown, race one, number one. Uh, he is two for two at Sandown Hillside. First up last prep, placed at Mornington, then finished fourth to Inundation. Um, in a pretty open race, I thought he was worth a look each way. And my best bet has come up $8, and I'm sure it's just the small stable syndrome here because I think she'll be winning Rick's Cafe, race five, number four. She's a good mare, this. She's a seven-year-old. She had 12 months on the sidelines. She's only had nine starts. But since she's had that long break, she's come back really well. A couple of placings, two wins, uh, placed behind Secret Glamour, which is good form. And then the last start win, it was tough. Um, she sat wide and, and just kept finding a deep so unusual who went to the Valley and won last week. So, yeah, I reckon $8 is well over the price for her. She's a good each way play, uh, race five, number four. Nothing else for me there, Max. All righty. Uh, in that case, we'll head up to Sydney. And we're back at Royal Randwick on Monday. And the big race is race six, Chandon Summer Cup 2,000 metre Group 3 quality. Joel? Yeah. A couple of, uh, a couple of the noms um, didn't accept here. So sort of um, took away a little bit of the quality, but... Still not a bad race. I am with Alias. Listeners will know I've been with him for a while and we nearly got the big collect last time out. He loomed up to win and I thought he had it, but just, you know, that was getting to 2,000 and he probably just peaked the last 50 metres, but it was a good run. Uh, they put the blinkers on here. Not with the outside gate, that's no help, but um, 10 or $11, yeah, there was a glimmer of hope that he showed last time out, so I've got to stick with him. I think he'll be very hard to beat. A couple coming out of the Ingham. Look, the Dangers, Lions Raw and Skylab, numbers one and two. And Grand Slam and Bonnie Ezra are probably the best of the rest. But uh, I've got them 10, 1, 2, 5. Uh, Dan, three on, yeah, go on. Yeah, three on top. Birdebeck, I think, will really uh, relish rising to 2,000 metres. <laughs> um, not much luck first up. Okay, well back in the England last start, but I think now third up at 2,000 metres, I think we can see a much improved horse. And um, I think John O'Shea is a pretty good hand in this race. I've got um, <clears throat> the one lines roar in the numbers as well. Ten, Elias, and six, Bonnie Ezra as well in that four. But Berta back each way for me. Three, ten, six, one. Okay, Joel, Elias was your best. Uh, that's race six, number ten. Tell us about your value bet earlier in the day. Yeah, my value bet comes up in race two, and uh, he's gone up to $31, which I think is a good price. Uh, it's a pretty deep maiden. There's some decent maidens there on the card to open up the open up the day. But, um, yeah, race two, number 10, preferral. A son of El Manzor. He was third on David at Warwick Farm. It was a nice effort. He hit the line well. Came back 100 metres at Kembla next time, and that was never going to be suitable. He got back to the 
last. It was an on-pace dominated race. They ran home slick last 600. He was working to the line well. Now he gets to 1,400, so that's a tick. He draws well. And, yeah, there's a bit of a bit of depth to the race, but oh, I didn't think he'd be opening up 30 to 1. So, yeah, I'll be keen to have something on him. Um, my best on the day, just the, just the one bet here at uh, Randwick. Zane's girl, I think, a, a good mare. She sprints well fresh. First up here has won a trial, and a 1,000 metres suits first up. So, um, yeah, Randwick race four, number four, Zane's girl, my best of the, of the program. All righty, uh, that wraps up the uh, preview section of our Christmas podcast and leaves us to... Uh, uh, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters Well, um, yeah, no good last week. We need to uh, we need to come back and uh, just uh, it's a bit probably a bit late to be buying the turkey, but uh, even so, uh, I will go first, and I will go to the valley on Saturday, and go to my best in the staying race, which is um, Wertheimer, and that is race eight, number four, Joel. I'll wait till Boxing Day and I'll make my $20 bet Rick's Cafe, Sandown, race five, number four. Plenty good racing Saturday, Monday, obviously, but I think the best of the weekend um, is a Cranbourne, race two, number 11, Shack Attack. Definition of a good thing beaten. First up, just had nowhere to go, but charged home late, second quickest last 200 of the day. Um, I think a tone in a pretty weak race at Cranbourne on Friday night, race two, number 11. Excellent. All right. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It's got the form for Friday, Saturday, and Monday. We've got uh, full form for four meetings on Monday, Sandown, Randwick, Morfordville, and Geelong. Uh, All your favourite features, plenty of good reading besides. So that will certainly uh, give you something to uh, study uh, when you're just trying to uh, get rid of that that Christmas lunch. so, uh, have a great Christmas, everybody. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast in 2023 or uh, 2022, although we will, be, in fact, be back next uh, Thursday. In the meantime, have a great Christmas. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you then on the preview podcast.